Hey students, you're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions, and it's Wednesday, the day after Halloween. Let's talk about this, Brother Wing, just for a moment. Overrated, underrated candy to receive uh, trigger, while trick-or-treating. Overrated candy would be? Taffy. What? Like, what kind of, like, Laffy Taffy? Uh, yeah, all kinds of Taffy. Including Laffy Taffy. Well, the, the best thing about Laffy Taffy is the, the actual jokes on the outside. Yeah. That's a great thing. But you want to just, you don't even need to open the wrapper at that point. Yeah, yeah sometimes. It away. Yeah, it's, it's especially the yellow ones. Yellow Laffy Taffy, the worst. Like banana Taffy. But I will say this, like, I agree with you. You know, you get the, you know, what in the wax paper Taffy that's kind of rolled up. Mm-hmm. Even like, even when it's homemade, you're like, oh, man. Um, but. Some of that is pretty terrible. However, I'll say this, like if you go to Silver Dollar City, you get free taffy samples there and it's pretty good. Maybe it's because it's free though. Now that I'm saying it, maybe that's like, and maybe that's why people feel justified giving out uh taffy on Halloween. Cause then they make uh, it free so to try to make it taste better. Yeah. So what's underrated candy that now we know that anything Reese's is properly rated. It's rated really high, like Reese's peanut butter cups or anything like that. But what's an underrated candy? You tell me what it is and I'll tell you if you're right. Dark chocolate. Well, you can't just say dark chocolate. Like someone just dropped a hunk of dark chocolate in your trick or treat bag. Like you got to be a little bit more specific. Yeah, they don't actually give dark chocolate in Halloween. Nobody's nobody's giving out dark chocolate because only people over 30 like dark yeah. chocolate. The same people that give out dark chocolate are the ones that give out like apples <laughs> and <laughs> clementines. Here you go, kids. Have a healthy Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, as I, a parent of young kids, November 1st is like, uh, what do we do now day? You know? We have all this chocolate, all this candy. What are we going to really do with this? We just, you know, I don't love Halloween to be honest. So yeah, I was talking to, I was talking to one of my students who's an elementary school teacher and they say November 1st is the worst day to teach elementary school. And, and they just need a break, which leads us into what we're talking about today in the book of Hebrews. We're talking about an interesting word. The word is, and many of our our young single adult listeners are they it's a word that they want to hear more in their life and the word is rest right i need more rest you you always hear it's uh it's i need more food i need more sleep <laughs> i need more money uh sometimes the only thing you can i mean sleep is is sometimes really hard to come by but we're going to look at hebrews chapter 4 mainly we're going to camp out in verses 3 through 5 but I think that uh, I think that Joseph Smith actually helps us understand a truth here uh, about rest that uh, that maybe we haven't considered before. Brother Wing, why don't you start us off, and how can we get more rest in our life? Yeah, so there is the kind of rest that we're talking about that the Lord can provide. And even though we live in this troubled world, we can still find peace and and his rest, we can also hope for an eternal rest. And, and so, in fact, this is a fun way to study students. If you, if you get a chance later on today, as you're listening to this podcast now, but you might take a few minutes at some other point 
and read in Hebrews chapter four and just kind of even just mark all the places where the word rest is used. Um, and, and then start to kind of find the context of what the Lord means by the rest that, that he can provide, um, that's in here. But, you know, yeah, verse, verse, uh, um, uh, four especially, but, you know, you, you have so many things in here about the Sabbath day is a rest, um, and that let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest that God, because so there's work to obtain this rest, if that makes any sense. To you. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, you got to work in order to rest. Yeah, you got to work in order to rest. Um, but uh, I like the definition just to kind of give a little bit of basis to this, our understanding of chapter four. Uh, Joseph F. Smith uh, defined this kind of rest. Um, in this way, he said, to my mind, it means entering into the knowledge and love of God, having faith in his purpose and his plan to such an extent that we know we are right and that we are not hunting for something else. Like we've actually found truth and we can hold to that. There's a there's a rest and a peace that comes with that, um, but also how that then affects our lives because of God's purpose and his plan um, that he has. He goes, the man or woman who has re- reached that degree of faith in God, that all doubt and fear have been cast from him, he has entered into God's rest. Rest from doubt, from fear, from apprehension of danger, rest from the religious turmoil of the world. So there's one way to that's kind nice. of understand this, this rest that's here. That's super nice. And so that that just made me think, that made me understand maybe a verse it comes a little bit later. Well, the very last verse of Hebrews chapter four, he says, therefore, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I think when we, when we're confident, when we're, when our mind is at rest and our hearts at our rest, that we, we feel like we are, we know that we're on the path that's leading. We're on the covenant path as president Nelson often says the path leading to uh, exaltation then uh, approaching our Father in heaven, uh, we can we can approach him in a much more bold way, uh, not obviously not in an arrogant way or anything like that, but we can we can rely on him and we have a we we actually have a working relationship with him. So I, I really like that. And that's not something that um, is going to that we have to say, you know that well, that's only going to come in the next life. That's something that we can experience right now. Um, as the Joseph Smith translation for Hebrews chapter four, verse three says, for we who have believed do enter into rest. Uh, I mean, it's it's not something that is post-mortality. We can, uh, we can be involved in that right now. Yeah, you know, there's so much trouble sometimes that we give ourselves, and I don't want to speak for anybody else. I'll just kind of talk to my, talk about myself here. But sometimes when I'm, kind of hesitant to do something that I know I should do. You know, like I've kind of, I felt prompted to do something or to be decisive about a decision of righteousness, but it's, it seems hard at the time. So I kind of waffle or hesitate a little bit on this thing. But when I actually just say, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to commit to this thing. There's a rest that comes in aligning with the Lord and not, and no longer resisting these you know, his influence, um, in my life, you know, to do good. 
And so I think the writer of Hebrews totally understands this. And so as he's talking about this rest included here in chapter four, so many things to kind of point us in the right direction and assist us as we're, as we're seeking this rest, you know, and trying to unify ourselves um, just in our own mind and heart, but also unify our mind and heart with the Lord. Uh, one of those is verse four, like I'd mentioned, you know, about the Sabbath day, you know, there's a, there's a rest associated with that. And if we treat the Sabbath day, like the Lord wants us to treat the Sabbath day, we're going to operate better. And there's going to be some um, rest there, not just physical rest, but also some mental rest. And then of, of course, the most of all this, the spiritual renewal right. that we need um, with that. Verse seven is also kind of helpful to us, you know, to rest. You know, he says today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, you know, uh, softening our hearts to his, his words um, is provides a rest to us. That's kind of like what I was meaning before that there's, if we're not aligned there and there's kind of a disconnect, that's going to be burdensome, you know, to us. Uh, verse 11 is interesting. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And so um, avoid this unbelief, these things that would cause us to doubt the Lord or his His power, His the, the truths that he teaches, um, His the words of his prophets. Like all of these things, these these this unbelief is going to really cause some issues for us and cause us to not have that rest um, there. The next verse, Brother Lawson, I know I've said this before <laughs> about my favorite verse, but this this one might actually be it. Really, um, Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve. Listen to this one. Think about rest here. For the word of God is quick, meaning living, and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword. <laughs> piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now that's interesting that we can, the word of God kind of yeah. knows what's going on, you know, in our lives. And I think we've felt this before and as we study the scriptures in a sincere way, it's as if the scriptures were written for us right then, you know, and God can take those ancient scriptures and liken them to us in our situation and inspire us. And he's going to, he's, He's going to teach us truth through them, and he can also apply them in a way uh, to bless us individually. Now, when you go to the scriptures, anyone who's listened to this podcast, when you go to the scriptures that way, you're seeking in your life with your challenges and your unique situations, your background, and you're like, I want to connect with the Lord. I want to be instructed and guided in my unique set of circumstances. And you let the, the scriptures speak to you uh, through the voice of the Spirit. There is a lot of rest that comes with that, knowing that the Lord has the power to help you and he can speak to you through his, his words that he's given to prophets and inspire them to write. Um, that is rest. And so study, studying the scriptures is going to be a significant way to find this rest that we're talking about. And then I'll, I'll mention one more and then turn it back to you, Brother Lawson. But verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Um, another way to say that might be to like, you know, hold fast your confession, your, your beliefs, the things that you know are true, um, hold fast to that. And there's, there's, there's some peace and rest that comes with that commitment. 
Excellent. I think we should talk about that in our next podcast about how Jesus, why Paul compares Jesus to this great high priest or why Jesus is a great high priest. That'll be a good one, but awesome. Excellent. Study the scriptures. Let them discern your thoughts. I like that verse for the wing. Nice job. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Uh, we hope you get some rest, spiritual and temporal rest as well. All right. You can come sleep in our Institute classes. We'll, we'll, we love you guys, everybody. Stay righteous. <laughs>